Hare Krishna, Vancha Kalpatrubhyas Chakrapa Sindhubhyaiva Chapatitanam Avanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namaha Welcome back to Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 12, the chapter 3, which is called Bhumi Gita, the Song of the Earth. And we're up to, well, we're in the middle of this group group of texts 9 through 13, where the earth is mentioning the careers and ambitions of 30 different kings who tried to conquer her and failed and have all uh, been forgotten. And we've gotten as... I've just been going through and reminding uh, ourselves of who these are because almost all of them are discussed somewhere in the Bhagavatam. When you start to look them up, I remember all these different uh, uh, interesting people. Uh, so we'll pick up. Uh, we've gotten uh, as far as Maharaj Sagara. Uh, Manda, uh, you know, if you look at nine, Prithu Pururava Gadhir Nahusho Bharatar Junaha. Mandata Sagaro Ramaha Katvango Dunduha Raghu. So that Sagara Maharaj is where we are at now. So first I'll say Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Um. So Sagara, uh, if we continue with this, he's discussed in uh, Bhagavatam, ninth canto, uh, chapter eight. Most of the, many of these kings are all in the ninth canto. There's a, a, a lot about them, and uh, I'll just read a little bit from the just from the summary of the in the, in the beginning that Prabhupada gives us. He says, uh, where we find out about Sagara, it starts with uh, parents. Bahuka, the son of Vrika, was greatly disturbed by his enemies, and therefore he left home with his wife and went to the forest. You can always bail out that way. It's okay. When he died there, his wife wanted to accept the principles of Sati, dying with her husband. But when she was about to die, a sage named Arva, A-U-R-V-A, Arva, uh, found that she was pregnant and forbade her to do so. The co-wives of this wife of Bahuka gave her poison with her food. But still her son was born with the poison. The son was therefore named Sagara. Sa meaning with, and gara means poison, sagara. Following the instructions of the great sage Aurava, King Sagara reformed many clans, including the Yavanas, Shakas, Haihayas, and Barbaras. The king did not kill them, but reformed them. 
Then again, following the instructions of Arva, King Sagara performed Ashramita sacrifices. But the horse needed for such a sacrifice was stolen by Indra, the king of heaven. King Sagara had two wives named Sumati and Keshini. While searching for the horse, the sons of Sumati extensively dug up the surface of the earth and in this way dug a trench. So you see why the earth is ticked off about this one. Which later became known as the Sagara, long A. Sagara has a short A, the king, but this is Sagara, Sagara Ocean. In the course of this search, they came upon the great personality Kapiladev and thought him to have stolen the horse. With this offensive understanding, they attacked him and were all burned to ashes. When he looked at them, zapped him. Kishini, the second wife of King Sagara, had a son named Asamanjasa, whose son Amshuman later searched for the horse and delivered his uncles. Remember that when you want to, you have this horse sacrifice, you send the horses out, and wherever it goes, you, if anybody tries to stop the horse, you know, you attack them, and uh, then th that's how you show your majesty. Either they dare touch the horse or you, they, you fight them. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> so Ashraman searched for the horse and delivered his uncles upon approaching Kapiladev, Amshuman, saw both the horse meant for sacrifice and a pile of ashes. Amshuman offered prayers to Kapiladev, who was very pleased with his prayers and who returned the horse. After getting back the horse, however, Amshuman still stood before Kapiladev, and Kapiladev could understand that Amshuman was praying for the deliverance of his forefathers. Thus, Kapiladev offered the instruction that they could be delivered by waters from the Ganges. Amshuman then offered respectful obeisances to Kapiladev, circumambulated him, and left that place with the horse for sacrifice. When King Sagara finished his yajna, he handed over the kingdom to Amshuman and following the advice of Arva, attained salvation. Of course, that's when the Ganga comes down. Um, so anyway, that's the story about Sagara. And of course, this is just the summary in the beginning of the that chapter of the Bhagavatam. Then the next king that's mentioned here is Ramaha. And uh, uh, we have the, 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 the uh, uh, commentary uh, from the purport here uh, that uh, uh, according to Srila Sridhar Swami, as confirmed by Srila Vishnu Thakurvati Thakur, he quotes Sridhar Swami, the King Rama mentioned here is not the incarnation of Godhead Ramachandra. Uh, and because the, uh, so Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur says, quotes Sridhar Swami, that this is not the son of Dasarath, it's another king. So they don't say anything more about that one. That's Ramaha. Huh? Uh, uh, otherwise, we know about three Ramas Ramachandra, Balarama, and, and 
Parashurama, Rama with the axe, yeah, Parashurama. Thank you. Next, the thing that's mentioned is Katvangaha. And I heard about him early on in our career because uh, he's mentioned by Prabhupada in a purport to uh, in the Bhagavad Gita uh, 272, which mentions... Uh, uh, 272 says, that is the way of the spiritual and godly life after attaining which a man is not bewildered. If one is thus situated even at the hour of death, antakale, uh, the hour of death, the end of life, end of your time, one can enter the kingdom of God. So Prabhupada says here, in the purport, one can attain Krishna consciousness or divine life at once within a second, or one may not attain such a state of life even after millions of births. It is only a matter of understanding and accepting the fact. Katvanga Maharaj attained this state of life just a few minutes before his death by surrendering to Krishna. Uh, and so then he... Uh, 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 just mentions Maharaj Katvanga there. Uh, 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 but uh, in the in the Srimad Bhagavatam uh, uh, 2.1.13 he's mentioned where it says the saintly king Katvanga after being informed that the duration of his life would only be a moment more at once freed himself from all material activities and took shelter of the supreme safety, the personality of Godhead. And Prabhupada here gives the story in his purport. A fully responsible man should always be conscious of the prime duty of the present human form of life. The activities meant to, to meet the immediate necessities of material life are not everything. One should always be alert in his duty for attaining of the best situation in the next life. Human life is meant preparing ourselves for that prime duty. Maharaj Katvanga is mentioned herein as a saintly king because even within the responsibility of state management, he was not all forgetful of the prime duty of life. Prime means it comes first. Such was the case of the other Rajarshis, saintly kings like Maharaj Yudhishthira and Maharaj Parikshit. They were all exemplary personalities on account of their being alert in discharging their prime duty. Maharaj Katvanga was invited by the demigods in the higher planets to fight demons. And as a king, he fought the battle to the full satisfaction of the demigods. The demigods, being fully satisfied with him, wanted to give him some benediction for material enjoyment. But Maharaj Kadvanga, being very much alert to his prime duty, inquired from the demigods about his remaining duration of life. This means that he was not as anxious to accumulate some material benediction from the demigods as he was to prepare himself for the next life. 
He was informed by the demigods, however, that his life would last only a moment longer. The king at once left the heavenly kingdom, which is always full of material enjoyment of the highest standard, and coming down to this earth took shelter of the all-safe, hyphen all-safe, personality of Godhead. He was successful in his great attempt and achieved liberation. This attempt, even for a moment by the saintly king, was successful because he was always alert to his prime duty. Maharaj Parikshit was thus encouraged by the great Shukadeva Goswami, even though he had only seven days left in his life to execute the prime duty of hearing the glories of the Lord in the form of Srimad Bhagavatam. So that's that story there. And Maharaj's Kadvanga history is given in the ninth canto, uh, chapter 9. Uh, uh, and it's just a few verses, so I'll read the verses. Uh, uh, 42 uh, to uh, 47, 49. I'll just read the translation. Translations. King Gatvanga was unconquerable in any fight. Requested by the demigods to join them in fighting the demons, he won victory. And the demigods, being very pleased, wanted to give him a benediction. The king inquired from them about the duration of his life and was informed that he had only a, one moment more. Thus he immediately left his palace and went to his own residence where he engaged his mind fully, fully on the lotus feet of the Lord. Prabhupada says in the purport that his example is brilliant. Um, uh, Go, he, uh, the text goes on, Maharaj Kadvanga thought, not even my life is dearer to me than the Brahminical culture and the Brahmanas who are worshipped by my family. What then is to be said of my kingdom, land, wife, children, and opulence? Nothing is dearer to me than the Brahmanas. I was never attracted, even in my childhood, by insignificant things or irreligious principles. I did not find anything more substantial than the supreme personality of Godhead. There's Uttama Shloka uh, here. The, the demigods, the devas, the directors of the three worlds, wanted to give me whatever benediction I desired. I did not want their benedictions, however, because I am interested in the supreme personality of Godhead who created everything in this material world. I am more interested in the Supreme Personality of Godhead than all material benedictions. Even though the demigods have the advantages of being situated in the higher planetary systems, their mind, senses, and intelligence are agitated by material conditions. Therefore, even such elevated persons fail to realize the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is eternally situated in the core of the heart. What then is to be said of others, such as human beings, who have fewer advantages? Therefore, I shall now give up my attachment for things created by the external energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, I should engage in thought of the Lord and should thus surrender unto him this material creation, having been created by the external energy of the Lord, 
is like an imaginary town visualized on a hill or in a forest. Every conditioned soul has a natural attraction and attachment for material things, but one must simply give up this attachment and surrender to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, Thus Maharaj Katvanga, by his advanced intelligence in rendering service to the Lord, gave up false identification with the body full of ignorance. In his original position of eternal servitorship, he engaged himself in rendering service to the Lord. The Supreme Personality of Godhead Vasudev Krishna is extremely difficult to understand for unintelligent men who accept him as impersonal or void, which he is not. The Lord is therefore understood and sung about by pure devotees. That's the end of that chapter 9-9. So that's the story uh, about the Maharaj Katvanga. The next one that's mentioned in this uh, text, Dunduha, I have no information about Dunduha in the Bhagavatam, so we'll have to pass over him <laughs> because uh, maybe the Mahabharata or someplace you know, or some other Purana. Uh, uh, the next is uh, Ragu. Uh, uh, um, and uh, Ragu uh, is the uh, son of Maharaj Katvanga. Uh, uh, excuse me, the grandson of Maharaj Katvanga. His son was Dirghabahu, and then his son was Ragu. Uh, and if then it goes down, uh, Ragu's son was Aja, Aja was Dasarath, the son of Dasarath is Ramchandra. So that's why Ragu, uh, his name is given to this uh, 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 Ragu uh, uh, dynasty. And Ragu is called Prithushrava. Uh, saintly and celebrated. So the, the, the Ramachandra's dynasty is sometimes called Ichvaku or Raga, uh, Ragu uh, dynasty. Uh, and Maharaj Ichvaku is the king of the earth planet and forefather of the Ragu dynasty and then Ramachandra appeared. So that's that uh, text 9 where that, there's that, that list of of uh, uh, of uh, uh, eleven, uh, twelve kings, and then uh, from text ten we go on, and there's there's a list of ten more kings, <laughs> beginning with uh, Trinabindu. Uh, uh, um, uh, couldn't find much about him, but he is mentioned uh, uh, in nine again in ninth canto. Uh, where uh, uh, nine two thirty one uh, says the son of Nara was Kevalad, his son was Dunduman, whose son was Vegavan. Vegavan's son was Buddha, was one D Buddha, and Buddha's son was Trinabindu, who became king of the earth. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, uh, and so they mentioned uh, uh, him. Uh, he was just uh, it, it, it giving list of, of various g- uh, great people. Uh, he's 
mentioned, a whole bunch of kings are mentioned, and then all these kings appeared in the dynasty of Vishala, uh, appearing in the dynasty of Vishala, this dynasty called the Vishala dynasty, one of his sons was Vishala, and so the dynasty was named after his sons. And so they mentioned the, the different kings, and this is 9-2, uh, chapter 2 of uh, text, uh, Canto 9. And it says that all these kings, appearing in the dynasty of Vishala, properly maintain the celebrated position of King Trinabindu. Oh, there you, that's what I could find out about him. <laughs> The next one is a fairly uh, 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 well understood. Uh, Yayati, Maharaj Yayati, uh, 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 because uh, there's a whole lot of uh, 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 stuff about him. And also in the ninth canto, um, in, the, in the first canto, uh, 1224, the Brahmanas at the birth of Maharaj Prikshit, they gave him this benediction, this child or prediction, the child will be almost as good as Lord Sri Krishna by following in his footsteps. Uh, in magnanimity, he will become as great as King Ranti Deva, and in religion, he will be like Maharaj Yayati. So that's pretty, you know, Yayati Eva Dharmikaha. So he's described uh, in uh, ninth canto, uh, eighteen and nineteen, uh, uh, these chapters. And uh, let's look at the chapter summary here. Uh, so the chapter summary for eighteen and nineteen. Here's eighteen. Uh, when Nahusha who had six sons, was cursed to become a python. His eldest son, Yati, took sannyas, and therefore the next son, Yayati, was enthroned as king. This is interesting. This is a very complicated story. <laughs> By providence, Yayati married the daughter of Shukracharya. Shukracharya was a brahmana, and Yayati, a kshatriya, but Yayati married her nonetheless. Shukracharya, yeah, Shukracharya's daughter named Devayani had a girlfriend named Sharmista, who was the daughter of Vrishaparva. King Yayati married Sharmista also. The history of this marriage is as follows. <laughs> Once Sarmishta was sporting in the water with thousands of her girlfriends, and Devayani was also there. When the young girls saw Lord Shiva sitting on his bull with Uma, they immediately dressed themselves. But Sarmishta mistakenly put on Devayani's clothes. Devayani became very angry, rebuked Sarmishta, who also became very angry, and responded by rebuking Devayani and throwing her in a well. By chance, King Yayati came to that well to drink water, and he found Devayani and rescued her. This is what they used to call in Hollywood, meeting cute. <laughs> oh, who is this girl in the well? 
a woman in distress. <laughs> Thus Devayani accepted Maharaj Yayati as her husband. Therefore Devayani, crying loudly, told her father about Sharmista's behavior. Upon hearing of this incident, Shukracharya was very angry and wanted to chastise Rishaparva, Sharmista's father. Vrishaparva, however, satisfied Shukracharya by offering Sharmista as Devayani's maidservant. Thus, Sarmishya, as the maidservant of Devayani, went to the house of Devayani's husband. When Sarmishya found her friend Devayani with a son, she also desired to have a son. Therefore, at the proper time for conception, she also requested Maharaj Yayati for sex. When Sarmishya became pregnant also, Devyani was very envious. Huh? These people have nothing on Hollywood, you know. I mean. In great anger, she immediately left for her father's house and told her father everything. Shukracharya again became angry and cursed Maharaj Yayati to become old. But when Yayati begged Shukracharya to be merciful to him, Shukracharya gave him the benediction that he could transfer his old age and invalidity to some young man. Yayati exchanged his old age for the youth of his youngest son, Puru, and thus was able to enjoy with young girls. That's how he regained his youth. So you can get all the details by reading this chapter in the ninth kept so so in the next chapter is called King Yayati Achieves Liberation so that gives us hope that even if we've been very you know loose <laughs> you might in different ways so then it goes on after many many years this is chapter 19 919 Many, many years of sexual relationships and enjoyment in the material world, King Yayati finally became disgusted with such materialistic happiness. When satiated with material enjoyment, he devised a story of a he-goat and a she-goat corresponding to his own life and narrated the story before his beloved Devayani. The story is as follows. Once upon a time, while a goat was searching in a forest for different types of vegetables to eat, by chance he came to a well in which he saw a she-goat. Got the story, right? He became attracted to the she-goat and somehow or other delivered her from the well and thus they were united. One day thereafter, when the she-goat saw that the he-goat saw the he-goat enjoying sex with another she-goat, she became angry abandoned the he-goat and returned to her brahmana owner to whom she described her husband's behavior. The brahmana became very angry and cursed the he-goat to lose his sexual power. Thereupon, the he-goat begged the brahmana's pardon and was given back the power for sex. When we come cursed to become old, that's the one thing that you lose, right? Thus the he-goat enjoyed sex with the she-goat for many years, but still he was not satisfied. If one is lusty and greedy, 
Even the total stock of gold in the world cannot satisfy one's lusty desires. These desires are like a fire. One may pour clarified butter on a blazing fire, but one cannot expect the fire to be extinguished. That is, trying to satisfy your desires just makes them worse. To extinguish such a fire, one must adapt, adopt a different process. The Shastra therefore advises that by intelligence, one renounce the life of enjoyment. Without great endeavor, those with a poor fund of knowledge cannot give up sense enjoyment, especially in relation to sex, because a beautiful woman bewilders even the most learned men. King Yayati, however, renounced worldly life and divided his property among his sons. He personally adopted the life of a mendicant or sannyasi, given up all attraction to material enjoyment, and engaged himself fully in devotional service to the Lord. Thus he attained perfection. Later, when his beloved wife Devayani was freed from her mistaken way of life, she also gave herself in the devotional service of the Lord. So those are the chapter summaries which should stimulate to read the actual narrations here. Um, there's a... a, a Bhagavatam 9.19.18, the text quoting Maharaj Yati, I have spent a full 1,000 years enjoying sense gratification, yet my desire to enjoy such pleasure increases daily. <laughs> so it won't work. <laughs> that's, that's the story of Yati. Uh, then uh, the next one listed here is Sharyati, uh, who is a son of Manu. He's listed uh, uh, in uh, uh, purport. Prabhupada mentions him in one twelve nineteen as a, a, a one of the sons of Vivasvata Manu, one of the ten sons of Vivasvata Manu, and in. Uh, ninth Canto, uh, chapter 3, the first verse, says that he is, Saryati is a ruler completely aware of Vedic knowledge, a Raja Brahmishta. Nice term, Raja Brahmishta, a ruler who is Brahmishta, situated in Brahman, which is translated here as completely in awareness of Vedic knowledge. And in the chapter summer, summary, Prabhupada talks, uh, gives a chapter summary, and he calls him Devajna uh, Saryati. Uh, g- gave instructions about what to do in the ritualistic ceremony of observed on the second day of the Yajna of Angirasa. One day, Saryati, along with his daughter, who was known as Sukanya, went to the ashram of uh, uh, Shavanya Muni, that's C-Y-A, Shavanya Muni. There, Sukanya saw two glowing substances within a hole of earthworms. She looked in this hole and there she saw the two glowing substances. And by chance, she pierced those two glowing substances. She got a little straw to, what are those, you know? 
As soon as she did this, blood began to ooze from the hole, that hole. Consequent, consequently, King Saryati and his companions suffered from constipation and inability to pass urine. When you get stopped up that way, it's rough. Then they all offered prayers to Chaivana Muni because he was hiding out and taking this little hole to be by himself. To, to satisfy him according to his own desires and Devajna Saryati, well that's his name, Devajna Saryati, offered his daughter to Shaivana Muni, who was a very old man. So that's what she had to do, basically. When the heavenly physicians, the Ashvini Kumara brothers, once visited Shaivana Muni, the Muni requested them to give him back his youth. Because after all, he was married to Sukanya, huh? which means nice girl, <laughs> Sukanya. Um, uh, the two physicians took Chaivana Muni to a particular lake in which they bathed and which they bathed and regained full youth. After this, Sukanya could not distinguish her husband. The two Kashruni Kumaras and Chaivanya Manu. They all look identical, beautiful youths. She couldn't. She then surrendered to the Ashvini Kumaras, who were then very satisfied with her chastity, and therefore introduced her again to her husband, because they were all interested in her. She was, she was, you know, Sukanya. Chaivanya Muni then engaged King Saryati to perform the Soma Yajna and gave the Ashvini Kumaras the privilege to drink Somaras. The King of Heaven, Lord Indra, became very angry at this, but he could not do no harm to Saryati. Henceforward, the Ashvini Kumara physicians were able to share in the Somaras. Uh, <clears throat> Saryati later had three sons named Uttanabarhi, Anartha and Burishena. Anartha had one son whose name was Revata. Revata had 100 sons of whom the eldest was Kakutmi. And this is Kakutmi's name shows up because Kakutmi was advised by Lord Brahma to offer his beautiful daughter Revati to Balaram, who belongs to the Vishnu Tattva category. After doing this, Kakutmi retired from family life and entered the forest of Bhadarikashram to execute penances and austerities. So that's the story about Saryati. Far out story, really worth reading <laughs> in detail. This is just the summary. Next is Shantanu. Uh, 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 in, in these days, anyway, so the story from the this is described in, uh, in 922, uh, where he's mentioned as one of the sons of uh, Pratipa. And, uh, his sons were Devapi, Shantanu, uh, and uh, Balika. Uh,
Interesting. This is a Shantanu with a, a long A that's just described, and this is the Shantanu here has a short A, so I'm not quite sure if it's the same guy now. Now that I notice here, um, so we'll skip him for, for now because maybe I'm misleading you until I find out why this Shantanu has a short one, right? Does it have a short A? Yeah. And the Shantanu is, is Shantanu, not Santanu. Uh, but it may be the same person. Uh, then the next is Gaya. Um, the sh yeah, this is the right with short A. Uh, 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 Gaya is uh, glorified in the fifth canto. Uh, in the womb of his wife, uh, Rishikulya, King Bhuma begat a son named Udgita. From Udgita's wife, Devakulya, a son named Prastava was born. And then it goes down and finally uh, 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 you get... Uh, you get uh, uh, Prithusena had a son named Nakuta uh, uh, in the womb of his wife Akuti. Nakuti's, uh, Nakuta's wife was Juti, and from her womb the great king Gaya was born. Gaya was very famous and pious. He was the best of saintly kings. Lord Vishnu and his expansions, which are meant to protect the universe, are always situated in the transcendental mode of goodness known as Vishuddha Sattva. Being the direct expansion of Lord Vishnu, King Gaya was also situated in the Vishuddha Sattva. Because of this, Maharaj Gaya was fully equipped with transcendental knowledge. Therefore, he was called Mahapurusha. That's interesting that uh, in uh, uh, 5.15 uh, verses 6 through 13, which I'll, I won't read now, well, I, I probably have it uh, somewhere, but uh, he's glorified. Uh, uh, the 18th king that's mentioned is Bhagiratha. Uh, so Bhagiratha, we is a lot about him uh, in the ninth canto. Uh, 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 Bhagirath was the son of uh, uh, Dilipa, who was, Dilipa was determined to bring the Ganges to the material world. For this purpose, he underwent severe austerities. Uh, Mother Ganges, being fully satisfied by his austerities, made herself visible, wanting to give him a benediction. Bhagirath then asked her to deliver his forefathers, uh, which had been burned to ashes, so their ashes were there. Although Mother Ganges agreed to come down to the earth, she made two conditions. First, she wanted some suitable male to be able to control her waves. Second, although all sinful men would be freed from sinful reaction by bathing in the Ganges, Mother Ganges did not want to keep these sinful reactions. These two conditions were subject matter for consideration. 
Bhagirath replied to Mother Ganges, the personality of Godhead Lord Shiva will completely be completely able to control the waves of your water and when pure devotees bathe in your water, the sinful reactions left by sinful men will be counteracted. Remember Lord Shiva also, sometimes you see him, he has a little water coming out of his head because he, when she came down from the heavenly planets, she falls on his head to break her fall and then goes, so that's how she got controlled her waves, the force of her waves. And then so this is, so then it says, Bhagirath then performed austerities to satisfy Lord Shiva, who is called Ashutosha because he is naturally satisfied very easily. Lord Shiva agreed to Bhagirath's proposal to check the force of the Ganges, and that way, simply by the touch of the Ganges, Bhagirath's forefathers were delivered and allowed to go to the heavenly planets. So that's Bhagirath. That's famous for. Um, arranging for the Ganges to descend to the earth in this way. Uh, 19, uh, uh, Kuvala Yashva, uh, to satisfy the sage Uttanka, excuse me, I'm reading from, um, uh, again, a little few verses from the ninth canto, uh, 6, 22, and 24, to satisfy the sage Utkanta. Uh, Utanka, excuse me, Utanka, the greatly powerful Kuvalaya Ashva killed a demon, demon named Dunda, Dunda, Dundu, Dundu, D H U N, D H U, Dundu. He did this with the assistance of his twenty-one thousand sons. I bet you there's a story there. O Sat O Maharaj Parikshit, for this reason Kuvalaya Ashva is celebrated as Dundumara, the killer of Dundu. All but three of his sons, however, were burnt to ashes by the fire emanating from Dundu's mouth. The remaining three sons were Dridashva, Kapilashva, and Badrashva. From Dridashva came a son named Haryashva, whose son is celebrated as Nikumba. So that's the story of Kuvalayashva and his 21,000 sons, of which all of them but three were killed. Then, uh, when I finish this, anyway, uh, Kakut. Kakushta, Kakushta, uh, uh, who is mentioned uh, also as Puranjaya. Uh, this is again in the ninth canto. He's described text 9, uh, 12 through 16. Uh, he has different names. He's also called uh, Puranjaya and Indravaha and sometimes Kakushta. And how did he get these different names? Because of different activities. It says, Formerly there was a devastating war between the demigods and the demons. The demigods having been defeated except Puranjaya as their assistant and then conquered the demons. Therefore this hero is known as Puranjana, uh, Puranjaya, he who can conquer 
the residence of the demons. Puranjaya agreed to kill all the demons on the condition that Indra would be his carrier. Because of pride, Indra could not accept this proposal. But later, by the order of the Supreme Lord Vishnu, Indra did accept it and became a great bull carrier for Puranjaya. Well protected by armor and desiring to fight, Puranjaya took up a transcendental bow and very sharp arrows, and while highly praised by the demigods, he got up upon the back of the bull, that's Indra, and sat on its hump. Thus he is known as Kakushta. Being empowered by Lord Vishnu, who is the super soul, the supreme person, Puranjaya sat on the great bull and is therefore known as Indravaha, writer of Indra. Surrounded by the demigods, he attacked the residents of the demons in the West. That's that story. The next one is mentioned as Naishada, uh, 21. I couldn't find him in the Bhagavatam, although in the Sanskrit dictionary, his name uh, is it's one of the names of Nala, who, who's very well known in the Mahabharata because of the love story between Nala and Damayanti, which Prabhupada describes as a mundane love story, but that's another story. But it's, he's not in the Bhagavatam. And uh, we only have one left to go in this, but it's a long story, so we'll stop there with King Riga. And... Uh, then the next text, the text 11, lives eight kings, and they're all of them demons, actually. They're all listed as demons, beginning with Hiranyakashipu, Vichrasura, Ravana. So, uh, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll continue there with text 22. Uh, 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 or the, the, the same text, but the 22nd of the listed kings who tried to conquer the earth and is now just stories but very entertaining stories i find them <laughs> and they're included in the bhagavatam so they must be worth reading about uh, something to learn there huh? while we're waiting for some questions i have two points of clarification first is not this isn't so much clarification but just i noticed this when you were talking about um, Kuvalayashra and the killing of Dundu, right? Yeah. Isn't the previous, the Dundu Ha is also a name for the killer of Dundu, right? The ha that's the what killer. it says, yeah. I just found that interesting. Yeah, I Dundu Ha, yeah, that's right. Connection there. Uh huh. Um, so he's the killer of the killer. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and the other one was just a little clarification. You started off with talking about the ashramated sacrifice and the horses when they run away. Yeah. What could you clarify that? Like. Well, you don't. You 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 set out this this horse that's going to be sacrificed, and the horse goes, and you you have armed men follow the horse. It's a kind of a challenge horse, mm. and anybody who tries to stop that horse. Any any territory that horse uh, covers becomes your territory, and then there has to be a fight. As I remember this, like that, this is the 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 challenge horse. 
This is like before the sacrifice or? Yeah, before the sacrifice. Interesting. Okay. That's it, huh? Well, the stories should leave you kind of speechless anyway. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it's uh, just going through them here. It reminding me, I've read a lot of this, you know, I've read the Ninth Canto, but it's been a, many, a number of years since I've, I've gone back and looked at some of this stuff. And you get really absorbed in these, uh, these, uh, these, uh, these, uh, these stories. Anyway, we're almost through now of this, uh, this uh, list of the earth of uh, the different kings that she holds all of them in contempt uh, 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 pretty much. So we'll start again then later on uh, next week. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.